Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat, uh, the headlines this week, the market awaits the USDA report, the weather's driving price direction and Algeria's buying EU wheat at tender. Now, this is being broadcast prior to the June USDA report being released and the general consensus is that whilst there is plenty that they could do, they almost certainly won't. They will most likely give themselves another month to assess the weather impact on production and will also then know how tight stocks are and if farmers planted more maize acres following the June 30th US stocks and acreage report. The market reaction to the monthly reports is measured by how much the average analyst guesstimates vary from the USDA numbers, which is not necessarily the reality. The things the USDA could change are predominantly maize-related, including increases in US ethanol usage of maize, with further evidence this week of a return to pre-pandemic levels, an increase in US exports with the census figures showing that shipments are 4 million metric tonnes higher than the weekly export inspections, and an increase in Chinese maize imports with no sign as yet of China rolling purchases into next crop year. By far their biggest conundrum is Brazilian maize production, with the average analyst estimate at 97.32 million metric tonnes, May USDA said 102, against a growing belief that it is sub-90 million metric tonnes. With that in mind, the recent market focus has been on the US maize crop, which was planted in timely fashion, but has subsequently had some suboptimal conditions in certain areas, namely the Northern Plains and the Upper Midwest. There is also talk of the potential for a blocking ridge that could signal hot, dry weather in July and August, which would be most unwelcome for maize in the critical silking period, should it verify. Spring wheat areas in the US, Russia, Kazakhstan remain moisture deficient, whilst recent rains have brought at least some relief to the Canadian prairies, although the pattern is turning dry again. The EU27 plus the UK is probably the bright spot at the moment, with a rebound in production of circa 15 million metric tonnes anticipated, which is predominantly in the UK, France, Romania and Bulgaria. EU wheat remains competitively priced for export, with Romania dominating the Egyptian tender, whilst Germany and the Baltic states are the most likely suppliers to Algeria, who this week reported a 35-40% to 40% drop in their domestic wheat production. France has reportedly sold 2 million metric tonnes to China for new crop. At current price parities against imported maize, the UK consumer should increase new crop domestic wheat usage, which this season should include the two UK ethanol plants. Barring a disaster, the UK is expected to be a net exporter in 2021-22, to of how much will be down to UK yields. Moving on to malting barley, at the headlines, the EU production numbers are revised higher, old crop continues to see some trade and new crop values remain solid. European production revised slightly higher on the back of good weather. Additionally, UK crop looks well across the board, with the only exception those areas that had a longer wait for rain when it did come. Market values have remained in a tight range as per the previous weeks, which has seen the feed barley value tick a little higher, meaning premiums have narrowed a little. Old crop markets do see some limited trade on the odd replacement parcel, whilst new crop markets have seen some additional consumer buying. 
With the improved crop prospects on the continent, free on board markets have eased a little in the short term as buyers adjust their ideas. All eyes will be on any amendments to the lockdown easing roadmap, with some talk of possible delays, which, depending on the length, would be a consideration for new crop impact if it evolved further. Oilseed rape headlines this week, the USDA report out Thursday, the markets easing ahead of the report and the weather remains on the watch list. The markets moved lower following other markets ahead of the USDA crop report due out late Thursday. Expectations are now such that limited real change to the USDA numbers are expected. Recall that US soybean stock levels are at multi-year lows. Analysts suggest that both export and domestic usage numbers are all higher than the numbers likely to be presented later, meaning the can will be kicked down the road to the end-of-month acreage report. Weather stories continue to figure for both the Americas and Russia, drier, whereas places like the Ukraine have seen fields inundated with flooding ensuing. With the energy and food sector supporting the crude and vegetable oil markets, crush levels remain positive and hence offer a supportive backdrop to the market. This as long as the global economic recovery sticks to trajectory with any deviation below likely to impact on the demand side of the equation. Close to home, there remains some residual demand for old crop rapeseed, with new crop values seeing some volatile price swings as futures markets and movements in STG impact on the calculation. However, physical seed trade remains slow. And pulses, just beans this week. Old crop markets have seen one or two buyers come back to the market for top-ups, which has helped support old crop values. New crop markets have seen some trade with premiums slightly narrower. New crop prospects look promising, which has generated a number of inquiries for pricing ideas this last week or so. Consumers largely remain on the sidelines for now, with some small volume trade being concluded. And finally, the Grain and Pulses price indicator, starting with feed wheat for July 21, 200 to 210 pounds, November 170 to 175. Feed barley, July 180 to 190, November 153 to 158. Oilseed for July available on request and for November 450 to 455. And beans July 220 to 230x and November 200 to 205x. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.